newfound friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am your host, Philip. Welcome. I'm David. And this is the Pow Wow Podcast, as we've already told you. But look, guys, it's been a week. We've talked to your mothers. You've talked to ours. I hope you haven't talked to ours. I don't know where I'm going with that. I, I'm <laughs> I probably hope we haven't talked that. to your mothers yeah. either. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Phil, I'm what have you been doing this week? I've been drinking, obviously. DMing uh, <laughs> people's mothers. Uh, everybody. I've I just been wishing them a happy happy Mother's Day, David. That's all I've been doing. Anyways, oh, yeah. um, well, this week we got strange, if nothing else. Uh, did you watch the newest addition to the MCU? With absolutely no spoilers. Yes, I did, and I guess that means no more talking about it. <laughs> yeah, because really, I did, I did indeed. Do you consider saying that you like like or liked a film a spoiler in and of itself? There have been films where I so, for example, when Star Wars Seven came out, when the Force Awakens came out, my sister had I was like flying back from university in the UK to the Netherlands, and my sister I knew her, like she told me, oh, I just we just saw Star Wars, and I was like, I'm not speaking to you at all until I've seen it. And like she wanted to tell me, oh, I just want to tell you that it was good. And I'm like, shut up. Don't tell me. I don't want to know that it's good. I don't know that it's bad. It doesn't matter. Yet even that in itself tells me things that I don't want to know. You know, I, I avoided the trailers and yeah. So like to me, there have been cases where I've gone that neurotic. But no, I mean, saying that the film is good or not good. Not really. I mean. It's also totally a matter of opinion, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some people, like, uh, we have a guest on later who loved it. Uh, I know that one, and I... No, I didn't I, love it. I didn't love it. I, I thought it was... I liked it. I thought it, it was good. It was good. Absolutely. Not it was very good. Just good. 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 W-D. It was good. It so, was good. this week, Phil. Yes. I officially... Oh. So now for for nine, this is the ninth day. So starting May first, I am now pescatarian Sunday through Thursday every week. Why? Well, I figure that uh, that I can cut down on my meat intake for the sake oh. of well, for one, my health, and for two, more importantly, and much more importantly than my own health. I don't really care about my health as <laughs> nearly as much as I care about Mother Earth. Oh, speaking of Mother's Day. The environmental impact of the livestock industry. I was reading all those articles when we did that Earth Day episode, and I decided, you know what? I can cut down drastically and hard and fast limit myself. I will limit myself Sunday through Thursday. I do not eat meat. And I still enjoy it on a Friday or a Saturday. Not necessarily, but if it comes about, I'll enjoy it on a Friday and Saturday, but in very limited quantities. You know, it's just, I don't need it in my diet. I like to enjoy it, but you know I can cut down. So I, I made that decision, and I'm very happy about it. Well, what a it's lifestyle! Hard, but I'm yes, happy I'm sure. about it. Well, yeah. what a lifestyle choice! And I must admit, when you first said it, I thought that there might have been a, a problem with with Miss Hoffman, where uh, where you had said earlier that you eat a lot of meat now that you're back home because it just happens to be what they cook a lot. So I thought that there was a was a correlation there. I'm glad it has nothing to do with that. Still cooking up delicious dinners, just you yourself will abstain for the sake of uh, betterment towards the earth. Good, good for you. I have not given yes. up meat. As of yet, uh, I. But I, although, if I'm being, I'm honest, not giving. That's the thing. Like, I don't think I could give it up because it's an important part of the, my culture, and you know, I'm a foodie, diet. and I don't yeah. think you can be a foodie if you don't eat pretty much anything. So, 
but I, I can really cut down and I'm, I'm doing that and I'm happy to do it. I would say that I'm an accidental pescatarian or, or probably just, a, you know, whatever it could be. Vegetarian. I don't I, vegetarian. I don't eat a lot of meat during the week, actually, as a matter of fact. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think last week I, I ate one cheeseburger as much as everybody finds this riveting. I ate one cheeseburger and no more meat for the rest of the week. Anyways. Uh, no glad- more meat. No more meat and greet for us. But let us go on to the main topic of this episode, which I th- actually, I think it's a very good one. So let's go on. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I knew it. I knew you were going to hate that intro, Phil. I don't Uh, hate it. That's the reason why I'm rolling my eyes. Um, Welcome to the main topic of today's episode. Yeah. I was prompted and told by my very good friend, David Hoffman, that he had to, he must bring us into this main topic. And he did. In his own very special way. And the reason why he is a little stitious is because we, when this episode releases, it will be Friday the 13th. Mm. And now there's a lot of different interpretations and meanings for Friday the 13th for everybody. But we're going to see if we can go through each and every way possible that it is. But in order to do so, we will be bringing a friend of the podcast back to the show, not only for the game, but also for the main topic. So give a big round of applause that we do not have besides our very own uh, to Miss One Shannon Blunt. Welcome back to the show, Shannon. Thank you for the applause. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Yes, we didn't bring the full audience, the full powwow community, but we'll we'll do that maybe as we grow and get more tech savvy and everything else. But hello, welcome back. Friday the 13th, off the top of your head, what does that mean to you, Shannon? Friday the 13th, like what's the first thing you think about? It's a day I need to be careful, honestly. It's just something about uh, it. So you might be a little stitious. Just a little. <laughs> just, just a, a little, little stitious. <laughs> I know to a lot of people, Phil, you and I were talking about this earlier today. Well, for you, it was yesterday. Some people, it means cheap tattoos on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes, yes. I know whenever yeah. I think of Friday the 13th, it's so one of the same for that for me because I had a, an ex who actually waited every year and would practically every year get a... Well, it doesn't even happen every year. No, it doesn't happen every year. So yeah. whenever it would happen and occur that a Friday would land on the 13th of any month, uh, tattoos would give a cheaper tattoo from like this, the size of a yeah, business was, card. On Hollywood Bo- Boulevard, yeah, it was like there was a limit to how big it could be and they were $13 tattoos. Yes. And I think nor- normally you'd pay like... 60, over fifty dollars, yeah. something like it was. Yeah, it was a dope discount if you're into tattoos. Absolutely. So that's what it's always kind of stood for for me. But of course, we have other meanings. Of course, the name one being what we already introduced here on how it can be unlucky or superstitious. Now we're going to go around the room here, guys, and just talk about superstitions we hold for better or for worse. Are there things that you think make you more lucky in a day? Maybe some lucky chonies, maybe some uh, a lucky skip or a hop that you do, maybe a lucky dance, I don't know. Or is there something that you think if you do brings you bad luck? I know for myself, if I go around running or jogging as I tend to do, I tried my best to avoid cracks in the sidewalk, as odd as that is. That's just uh, that's just one that I hold there. But we'll go around the room here. Hoffman, let's start with you. What's something that you hold maybe for, for better or worse on these uh, unlucky or lucky superstitions? 
I really am am not even a little stitious, to be honest. I'm not a superstitious mm. person. I don't really hold any... I might pointedly walk under ladders just to prove, like, just to be like... Just guys, to laugh in on. the face of danger. It, well, just to prove that I, you know, that's not real. I, you know, it's no big deal. No, but I, I there are a few weird things that I do, though, that... Well, there's that a lot of weird be, things that you do. Let's be clear. <laughs> that could be construed or misconstrued as as superstitious things okay and one of them is i mean there's that sports thing right like you you couldn't possibly watch a sports game of your favorite team without wearing the jersey and it's not because i think they're gonna lose if i don't wear it or they're gonna play better if i do wear it it's it would be undignified as a fan to not show my support even if there's no one to see i'm gonna wear the jersey and i'm gonna feel proud you know so it's more like that you're going to wear the jersey, you're going to wear the pants, you're going to wear the flip-flops. Do you have like some ramily chonies that you wear with uh, with a ram in the front and to just, just to get charged? Sure. You know there's like a lot of there's a lot of sports teams out there that I support. Anyway, my my weird thing is that like for example, when my rugby team, the Sharks, who wear black and white, play their bitter rivals the the Blue Bulls who wear you guessed it blue. And then my dad <laughs> I'll see my dad and he's wearing blue a blue shirt on that. Like it's just like a blue regular button down shirt on that sure. day. I'm like, how how could you? How could you do it's this? Not like to he's me? wearing a blue bulls jersey. <laughs> like I'm wearing black or or like my shark's jersey or my shark's like polo. And and he comes down wearing a blue shirt. I'm like, you disgust me. <laughs> but it's I mean, it's really not a superstitious thing. Here's the other weird thing. When I get on a plane. I always like when I'm boarding the plane, I always like have to touch the outside of the plane as I'm getting on. Like, I just need to like, I don't know. I just like to Is touch. that a thing? It's something I've done since I was like little. No, it's not a thing. It's it's just something I do. I, when I was little, I thought it was so cool to actually touch the outside of the plane. The part of the plane that's like that touches the air like 40,000 feet in in the sky and like I got to like when I was walking on, I like touched the outside. I thought it was so cool to to touch the outside of a plane. Well, as long as it's like a touch and not just like a tender kiss before you take off or something. Well, what would be wrong with that, really? <laughs> Good luck, plane. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, buddy. <laughs> no, I just I I just I just like I touched with my hand, like as I'm boarding, I sort of rest my hand on the outside of the plane. Something I've done like on every flight since I was like six or seven years old i love that it's almost like I, spiritual I still do it every time yeah every time a uh, shannon is there anything that you do to feel lucky or unlucky yeah i do a couple things i i'm not super superstitious i guess like david said i'm stitious. stop it david yes <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> so, I don't, so mirrors freak me out I, I mirrors the thought of breaking a mirror would freak uh, me out i i recently broke a mirror my like makeup mirror <gasps> and i've just been on edge about it. Also, if I spill salt, I'd do the like the throw over the shoulder thing. Really? Yeah. It's so just feels messy. Like, it feels necessary. <laughs> Whenever you it feels do like that, I have to can, do it. Can you do it with the salt shaker? Or is it like do you have to you empty pick it? Up I some never of the understood ones you, it. you spilled. Okay. Got it. Correct your wrong kind yeah. of thing. Also, black cats, I love black cats. If I was to get a cat, I would get a black cat. But if one like crosses your path, I don't know if you guys do this. The three you know X's. It's gonna you happen do, all the time. If you have a black cat, it's going to yeah. walk in front of <laughs> then you all the time. I feel like I, I correct it by like having the black cat. But so like the three X's in the air to like cancel so, out the if it walks in front of you. So you draw oh, out God. with your fingers 
three X's to cancel out the the bad luck that that Any is. Any bad luck that um it brought along with it. I don't think they're bad luck. It's just something my mom instilled on me as like a kid kind is of the, thing. I do have a lucky charm. Do you? I keep in my is car. Is it a rabbit's foot? No, it's a little Lego Boba Fett that I found in school one day that I've just had since like early high school. That's pretty awesome. I found him underneath the chorus risers as we were setting up the risers for the day. He was just sitting there. And so now he stays in my car and he's been in my car with me. Every time he's not in there, I feel like it's a bad day. All right. So I, I tend not to move him. She's getting the good Boba Fett in there just to get the good vibes going. I have, well, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. So every once in a while I play poker. I just dabble really, David. And when I do, I have these card holders that I've mentioned before. You place them on your cards to show ownership of which card or which hand is yours. And I have like a little bag of gadgets, trinkets, whatever have you. And if I'm not getting good cards for a couple minutes, I swap them out. So I will go from like, oh, Mario with a fireball to a piece of a dice to I guess a die is what it would be called to Yoshi to having a a little figuring of a pickle to having just whatever it is. You you put your pickle on the table? I do. Whenever I say all in, I mean it, David. So I, I will do anything and everything to make sure that I, I could manufacture my own luck, manufacture and get get those those good cards coming back to me because realistically and I does have, it work? <laughs> you know what? It makes me feel like whenever I get aces and I just change something. I mean it doesn't happen right away. You gotta let it you gotta let it mature, you gotta let it sift, you gotta let it But stew sometimes it happens there. right away. Sometimes it does, right. and then and then you yeah, feel like you'd yeah, almost yeah. think it's totally random. What what is always hard for me though, David, is whenever you get like uh, like a good hand. So you're like, oh, it worked, but then you lose like all your money because of it. You know, you like look down, and you have jacks, and then you're all and then in. Someone and else the, has got the aces. Aces. So you're like, was that a good thing or not? And you're just like, well, whatever. Yeah, so wow. that's something that I usually have that that brings about good luck or bad luck. I already mentioned my bad luck <laughs> one, so we're we're let's move on. Friday the thirteenth, of course, I think to a certain sect of the audience means. One Jason Voorhees, as the uh, the film franchise is rather famous. I don't believe I haven't seen it. I know David, you haven't seen it, even though we're both familiar canonically with what it, with what it means and, and it's uh, bare- place. for me barely, honestly, barely. My whole knowledge of Jason is basically based around that video game we used to play that, ah, at your place. Yes. That's like that's basically all I know about so- Jason and Freddy. So the, the I know Freddy's for, from a different franchise or something, but whatever. Right. I know we already had our Mother's Day episode, and and right now we're recording the day after Mother's Day. But did you know that Jason has a mother, David? No. <laughs> she she plays a prominent role within the franchise. Let's go to oh, Shannon, wow. who is actively good, dying good for doing, Jason. <laughs> doing somersaults she's over like, here. She must have seen like, this movie already, yes? Aghast. Yeah, you guys haven't seen this movie? <laughs> I've seen it's like clips. a classic horror film. You know what? I've seen clips and I've seen Freddy versus Jason, but I have not seen Friday the 13th, that ori- is a crime. the original. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that is a crime. I, I think I've even seen to the watch ending. that before. Yeah, I think I've even seen the ending. Uh, Friday the 13th, and I've seen maybe a death or two from it, but I have not seen the film in its <laughs> a death entirety. Or two. A death I or watched, two, you know. I watched that as like a, a pre-tween. A, a tween. A tween, the, It's wow. like a rite of passage to watch Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th when you're like 13. Well, I guess, I guess you have some, some homework to do. I know, you have some homework to do tonight, Hoffman. <laughs> I guess uh, so. Well, so now you gotta Friday wait till Friday. Night. Yeah, I know. Uh, how can I? I've, I've waited... 
20 whatever years i can uh, i'm sure i can wait another four days i'm so disappointed I in both preface, of you like well no i'm not really prefacing i'm just gonna tag this along i i don't watch a lot of scary movies like i just don't and so you know movie from the 80s certainly was never gonna be high on the list there was a phase when i was like 12 where i did see several scary movies it was something that we used to do in groups you know but yeah, I, I, you I know, it's never like something that, that I stuck with. You know, I always preferred comedies. And like if, if on a, a friend's movie night, it was a choice between American Pie 2 and I don't know. Gremlins? Night, a Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to pick American Nightmare Pie 2. Nightmare on Elm Street is so good. Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> is actually legitimately good. That actually is when, when you mentioned earlier that you went through a phase of binging all whatever it was. I actually have seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. That's the one that I've been fully invested in and, and enjoy because it, it actually is a little scary. Like that one actually does kind of terrify me. But but I'm getting ahead of myself. What we want to talk about here, the biggest slasher, like the character, the slasher itself, who we would be afraid to be in a movie with, to be in a scenario with, who who terrifies us most, just as themselves. Maybe not the films that they incorporate or are part of, but who is terrifies us the most? I will go first with an unconventional slasher, but I think it still stands. I'm going to go with Predator. Oh, you bitch. Is that, is that where you might have gone or they were thinking no, of possibly? Well, now that like, I love the Predator franchise, but I never yeah. thought of that as a slasher. The, those are slasher films. Like they're very much. Yeah. He has that like claw very thing. Much that, like, action sh- sci-fi. Well, but here's but, the thing. But is, there are elements. Like there, are, there are. It's not. But the, the, there are elements of. Thriller. Of, th- well, yeah. My first. I guess. I mean, there's some horror in there for sure. My, there's some. There's a lot of jump scares. And My first introduction like to Predator as deaths. a character was during uh, Alien versus Predator, which I think is probably more horror than than thriller. Do you do everything out of order? Well, not normally, but when I was young, uh, my grandma was the only person who would take me to horror films. And so, of course, that was the only one that came out in theaters, and I went to go see that. I mean, Alien is a horror film. Yes, yeah, so that's Love Alien. So that's Alien's why, a great yeah, that's a great movie. So that's why my first introduction to the character was within a, a horror setting because it was Alien versus Predator. It had to be a horror okay. film. So that's why I would qualify it like that. If if I'm being restricted to what it could possibly be, probably Leatherface, because I'm afraid of being eaten. That is just that's fair. That is unnerving. Okay. Shannon, let's go to you next. Where or whom, should I say, would be the, the biggest slasher that you're afraid of? This is hard for me. Um, I love horror movies. I've watched all of them. I watch them by myself just for fun all the time. It's like my background movies that I prefer. Is it the wor- the the worse the film is as a film that it's better for you when it comes to the horror genre or does it still need to be like a good horror film? It, it depends on the mood. You got to appreciate the like bad horror movies, you know, for what they are. The the more like deeper ones, they those are the ones that actually affect me, like uh like Midsummer or like Hereditary. Those really got to get me. Get out. Oh. I loved Get Out. Get out. Um, and I loved um Us. Us. Or like the family oh, one. I yeah, didn't us. like Us so much. I loved get Us. Out I thought great, it was great. Get out eh. was phenomenal. You know, I thought about it being Jason or Jason's mom, since you guys don't know the movie, I, I, I guess you I don't know understand Jason that. had a mom. I'm at least gonna go that far. <laughs> that is his mom is way more important. Yes, I know. You should just know that. I know. Um, and then I thought about um, Michael Myers from Halloween because, like, when it's Friday the Thirteenth, they're the guy far from, away at a camp. You know, and Austin Powers. Yeah, that, that one exactly. 
when they're way to camp, you're in an unfamiliar location. And Halloween, you're like in your neighbor's home somewhere you've been. So there's two different vibes to it. But I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street is the one I wouldn't want because I already suck at sleeping. So I don't need to think about something attacking me in my sleep, in my dream somewhere that it's supposed to be safe. What a horrible so concept think, think somebody Freddy. came up with. But yeah, Freddie, like you're just, you're, you're freaking sleeping. We all do it. Like nobody can avoid, like people can avoid going to the woods. I'm never going to be in the woods if I can help it. You know, if, if you're like, if you start to hear sounds in a, in a house, maybe you can be like, you know what? Now walk in through this door. We all sleep. You can't avoid sleep. God, what a terrifying concept. Amen. Amen. Uh, David, where are you going? I looked up slasher movies to just try to find ones that that i've that seen you have seen yes right and and i think a lot of the audience are gonna go what well, that's not a slasher movie but you know what it came up so screw you <laughs> the one that freaked me out the most when i watched it for the first time and you know got all the surprise was when a stranger calls now I'm, this is not a like to me i didn't think of this as a slasher film is that right. the one where they get jiggy with it and then you pass it on like an no, STD? No, it's like a babysitter a or something. And then and then she keeps getting like calls from like this guy who's like been all creepy. And then uh-huh. she calls the police and, the, and they are like, oh, we're going to trace the call. And then they trace the call. Spoiler alert. It's they in trace the, the call house. And, and the, the call is coming from inside the house. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a slasher film, really. Like, I don't know. I just... So again, another one that I have seen that has a antagonist who's more supernatural than he is a slasher serial killer. It's Silent Hill and it's the devil character with the giant sword. It's fair. Uh, that one, that kind of like, that guy kind of creeps me out. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not that freaked out by horror movies. I, that's I, They don't do much for me. So. so the reason why, because they don't do much for you, that's why you feel it's something akin to a waste of time for you? I guess. I mean, it's all kind of just like trying to make you freaked out. And then I usually end up like, it usually makes me giggle when, when the jump scares happen. It makes me giggle. And I'm like, yeah. It's always the eh. stupid jump scares that get me. Like an alien versus predator. When that freaking penguin comes out, that's that, that got me. And then the rest of the film didn't. I've not seen those films. So I, okay. I couldn't well, tell there you. Go. When that penguin comes out and you do eventually watch that because I'll make you, then you'll be, you'll be terrified. But the rest of it doesn't. All right. Let's move to our last interpretation of Friday the 13th. Let's go to personal stories. We have of being unlucky or lucky, both same time, whatever it could be. Shannon, why don't you start us out here? Yeah, so I've got a. I feel like I am a lucky person at the same time as being unlucky, and I'll explain with this story that um, I'm very accident prone, and that I feel like that's unlucky. But it's always these things where it could have been so much worse. Like clumsy? Yeah, I'm so clumsy. <laughs> I hurt myself all the time on accident. But um, when I was like seven, it was snowing and I um, just like was walking around my deck and I looked up and an icicle pierced my lip. It fell and like went through my the top of my lip right here. Damn. And like it could have been so much worse. It could have went through yeah. my head or something. I had to get a, like a stitch on my lip because it like busted wow. open my lip. Jeez. So it's like unlucky because what are the chances of just walking in a icicle falls? And I happened to look up enough that it didn't like slice my, through my face or something. Yeah. But lucky enough that... um. That didn't happen, but unlucky. So I, it's weird. I, I border, I feel like. David, what's your story of being lucky, unlucky? Lucky. Let's, uh, let's start with unlucky. I'm going to take you back two years ago. It was uh, January 2020. I just signed an agent. Like I signed with an agent in LA. 
And I was like, F yeah. February comes and I become, well, actually no, it was early February I signed with an agent. Later in February, I become SAG eligible. And if you know what that means, great. If you don't, it's not that interesting. Don't worry about it. But it's a good thing. I became SAG eligible. And then I did this audition. So I did this uh, commercial audition, just a self-tape. And they asked me to tape in English and in Spanish. And like, no, my Spanish is great, but not fluent by any means. And so it was like a unique opportunity to get to audition in Spanish as well as English. And so I was really excited about it. I filmed the self-tape in both English and Spanish, sent it in, booked it. They wanted to, it was a, it was a, a local Toyota commercial. I think it was for a local Toyota dealership. So it wasn't huge, but it was going to pay me probably a few grand at least for one day's work. And, uh, and all, so that all happened in this, in a span of like three weeks or so. And then, uh, and then this thing happened in early March, 2020. I don't know if you guys, uh, if you guys know about it, literally the night before that commercial shoot was supposed to happen, they, they sent me an email saying the shoot was canceled because of lockdowns. I never got any work through my agent because of lockdowns and the rest of the pandemic. And I uh, left the country too soon to join without doing any more work in the industry. And so I never ended up joining SAG. I still could in the future, obviously, because the eligibility is for life. But but yeah, that was about uh, like I basically Gosh. the pandemic hit right at when everything started to go well. And then, yeah, but let's not linger on that because that's uh, so yeah. rough. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just rough. Ah, all right. So time I got super lucky. So I had booked a flight. I was visiting my cousin in Orlando and I had booked my return flight to LA via New York. And I did this very deliberately because I could have flown direct for a little bit more money. And there were other options via Atlanta, via Detroit, whatever. But I booked this one via New York because I'd never been to New York. And I chose the layover, like I chose this flight because the layover was an hour and 15 minutes or something. So I was like, well, you know, maybe there's a delay. So I messaged a friend of mine saying like, look, I'm flying through New York, probably going to be, you know, no problems. But if my first flight is delayed, I might have, I might be stranded in New York. Can I stay with you? And she said, yeah, totally. No worries. And I got so lucky. (laughs) The first flight was delayed by like 45 minutes to an hour. And I landed in New York with like 10 minutes to get to my next flight. And it was on the other side of whatever. I, I was just like, so glad that I'd missed my connecting flight because it wasn't my fault. It was their fault. And so I got this, I got a free day and they, they were like ready to book me on the first flight in the morning. I was like, you know what? Can you fly me in the afternoon, please? <laughs> and uh, so they booked me on a new flight. They gave me, I said, you don't have to pay for accommodation because I had a friend who was going to house me. They gave me a $200 voucher as compensation. (laughs) And I got a free day in New York without having to pay for any accommodation. They even paid for my taxi to Manhattan. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) And that was my first time in New York. And I got it all. Like I basically did the whole thing. I tried New York pizza, super disappointing and (laughs) got to see the High Line. And I went down to see Wall Street and the Bull and all. I just like, I tried to do as much as I could in this like, eight hour day that I had. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, I love I any luck that takes you to New York is actually quite a quite a romantic idea of just just being like, well, I how how else can I feel? I got an overnight to, to stay and you got it all paid for. That's like the, the yeah, the, the <laughs> they gave me they gave me two hundred dollar voucher for for another trip someday, and I was but like, you definitely used it because cool. of course I used it. I'm pretty man. sure I used it for my next trip to New York. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, personal stories of being lucky, unlucky. So I 
it's always hard because I feel like at some point you have some blame to do with it all. So let's go with my uh, lucky one first. If I'm being honest, it's probably every single time that I got my wallet back. I swear to God, I lose my wallet so many times, especially when I was younger. I would just I would just lose it everywhere and then it'd find its way back to me at some later date and time. And it's always annoying to lose your wallet. But I'm probably telling a better story. Um, when I was younger, my family would always be going down to Mexico for vacation slash uh, missionary work. And so we'd go down there, we'd drive, it'd be fun, it'd be a fun little weekend. I'd go and get a, a Batman kite on the beach and there'd be all that and giggles, right? Uh, so then we come back and on our way back, I remember this one trip where we were coming back and it was just me and my mom. And we were, uh, it was the middle of like summer, so it's very hot and <laughs> for whatever reason, my mom decided she just, she, I don't think she gassed up the car correctly. I remember that there was something to where she had regretted not gassing up the car when she could have, whether that was right before we got to the border or or when we started our journey, whatever it was. And she was so afraid because there was a much longer line getting across the border, literally at the border because they were inspecting everybody, that we could not overpass that, that we, that we would be out of gas in the middle of the line on the on the on the other side of the border of Mexico trying to get back in and that it would be a whole thing don't know if we'd be able to get pushed across whatever she was so worried we were turning off our car we were turning it back on each and every time like enough distance had come that it would justify doing the gas I remember being in the middle of this car sweating my pores out because it's in the middle of Mexico so freaking hot across the Arizona border and it was just I remember this as it was like a tragic event in my life and then finally it was like so lucky we got there on e like having been on e the entire time we got to the back of the line and like right on the other side of the border is like a gas station it was like one of the luckiest moments of our life we went over there and got like a, a big slurp whatever the freaking the the spanish version of a, of a slurp would be got one of those and and just freaking rehydrated got full-on gas it was just one of the luckiest times of our lives, and and I re vividly remember that. Never thought you'd be telling a story about how you crossed the Mexican border on E. On E, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, but I digress. Anyways, <laughs> uh, if I'm going to uh, my unlucky time, this one's probably an example of karma, if nothing else, but it's also unlucky. So uh, I remember when uh, I was in high school, and we went on one of our senior trips. We had a couple, weirdly enough. And uh, we went to Catalina Island. And we had the whole day, we kind of went off in groups of, of three, four, whatever it could possibly be. And we went around exploring the island. And then by a certain time, you had to be back by the dock, right? Well, our boat was late coming back to the dock. So we were all just standing around uh, as, a, as an entire class of seniors here on the dock. And we're just waiting, talking, chatting. All of a sudden, I noticed my friend, my best friend at the time, uh, had something on his, like, on his hat. And I was like, Dude, what's that white stuff on your hat? And I just start laughing once it connects, right? Because I mean, it's a it's a pier, it's a dock, it's a seagull. I just on him on his head. I, I was like checking his cheek. I was like laughing my off, dude. You freaking, you just got on. And all of a sudden, as I'm like inspecting everything, I'm like looking behind him. He like looks at the back of my head. He's like, wait, what's that on the back of your head? A bird had then on the back of my head, and I didn't have a hat or or anything else, and it had so much and again i'm sorry that i'm making work for myself having to say this but it was it was so frustrating that i have to say the word because he 
on me and on the back of my backpack. It, it was a spray. It had it doused me in bird sh- all the way from the back of my head to like this to my backpack. So not only could I just like wash it off because my head is one thing and it had been so long since I noticed that it had been ingrained into the backpack. I like could never wear that backpack again. I was so mad. Again, karma, unlucky, take of it what you will. But I remember I had to then go across in this in this boat then had to get back to the hotel all this time with just just gingerly holding my backpack no longer how I wanted to or intended to. It was gross. It was disgusting. So that's disgusting. Yeah, that that was the worst. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, Sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. is rather amusing that today the the mini segment is bite me and a certain favorite um, bite me we have strong strongly worded perhaps opinions about certain you things and if you disagree mine today oh i i'm sure i am for that i will go first i don't care if your socks are not the same color but if they're not the same style, the same fit, the, the same type of sock, Ooh. you are a special kind of psychopath if that's not uncomfortable for you. It horrifies me and it makes me trust you less. Like, really, like, how could you wear socks that are like a different brand that like fit you differently? Like that's, an ankle sock just, to like an, a, to like a yeah, shin sock. Yeah, or like sock. just like... Puma socks that are like hugging your foot and like a regular just sort of ankle sock that's like a yeah. different material even. There yeah. are people who just wear like two random socks. It's it's horrifying. Bite me. Mine, which I know you're going to hate. I've already said it and I'm I'm just preparing myself for it. Peanut butter is unnecessary in a PB&J. I, look, I like peanut butter as a sandwich by itself. I like it with bananas. I like it in a cookie. But there is no reason to force the combo of peanut butter and jelly as if it were two people on a TV show that a toxic section of the audience just wanted to get together for no good reason. Leave the peanut butter out of my PB&J. Just give me the jelly. Just give me the peanut butter. They're fine separate. They don't need to be together. And if you don't like that, bite me. joining us for the game as well and shannon we've gotten to know you pretty well over the past however many visits you've you've done with us uh two three whatever it is three 
And uh, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't you you haven't gotten out of it. We are still going to ask you a few questions. I since you're Phil's guest, uh, he will only get one. But I'm, I've got two questions for you. We're going to start out easy. Has there ever been a scary movie that has been too much for you? No, no. I love scary movies. I guess the closest that came to it was Midsummer. What about those really gory, disgusting ones? Like doesn't bother me. Texas Chainsaw. Like Massacre. I said, Midsummer is the closest it's gotten, and that's pretty. Midsummer was the closest it's gotten. Yeah, that's pretty gory. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it, but uh, I did actually want later. to see that one because apparently it's it was beautiful. very good. It's beautifully very shot. Beautiful. beautiful, beautifully shot. Film, beautiful. I'm sure. Yes. Fair enough. Shannon, what is? The item or thing that you have with you right now, like either in your house or or on your person, something like that, that has been with you the longest. Do you have like a totem? I mean, obviously you said your Boba Fett thing has been there with you since high school, but do you have maybe like a blanket, maybe like a uh, like a hair clip, maybe something that you know that you've had with you for the longest time? Um, I have a necklace that when I was born, my parents had like a foreign exchange student from Germany visiting like a couple months after I was born and she gifted me a necklace. Um, wow. I don't have the chain anymore. It was a teeny chain because it was for a baby. Right. I do have the pendant. And so that has been with me for my full like 25 years, basically. Can I, what's the pendant of or what does it look like? It's just or... a pretty like design. Okay. Nice. All right. My last question. Where would you least like to get frisky? In a dark forest, said to be haunted on Friday the 13th, in an abandoned mental asylum, or in a clown museum? Oh, clown museum. That's so freaky. <laughs> That's the worst? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, all of those, like, I'm sure You don't there's... want to get freaky next to bubbles? I'm sure there's so many clown eyes looking at you. There's probably little, like, horns going off in the distance, Look, you know? The Nothing's going to kill around the clowns honka honka. has to end. Anyway. And, clown and museum. the clown hate. Yeah, come on. It's just it I don't think the mood would be good. Not not in there. The rest you can there do. you may you may have a point for yeah, sure. Yeah, so so what Shannon's saying in the other places you can at least get to a point, but the, the clown museum there's the no clown romance museum is, ever. It's happening. not happening. No. Nope. Yeah, you're never nope. like, oh. Like the, there's something about the woods in some place where you shouldn't be that's kind of sexy, but like a clown museum. What about like, an abandoned mental asylum? Oh my god. Some place where you're not supposed to be. Something. Yeah. Hey, I don't know about, about you, that. but okay. the way that Giggles is looking at me, you know, you want to go. It's abandoned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we have uh, we have a game here. David has craftfully come up for us. Let's go. What is it? Okay, so the game is uh, essentially there will be two questions, or or a question with two possible answers. Or two statements that are either true or false. Just as an example, I could tell you grass is green and grass grows from the dirt. It'll be up to you guys to choose which one of those is true. You can pick one or the other. Or you can say, I'm feeling lucky and say either both or neither. Does that make sense? If you choose one of the options and you get it right, you'll get one point. If you choose, I'm feeling lucky and both of them were correct then you would get two points but if only one of them was correct you would only you would get zero points for that makes sense i hope it makes sense but it it should it should make sense as we go shannon do you have a preference on who goes first here no actually not this time you guys pick no hoffman why don't you go first since you explained your version of the game and then i'll explain mine later so mine is all about movies 
And so I'm going to name a movie and... I hope you know, Shannon is something of a cinephile here, David. So I, Well, that I, makes this... me very happy. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. should be worried, not me. I should be, yes. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to name a movie and two possible uh, actors, stars of that movie. And you guys will just pick which one. Or you can say, I'm feeling lucky and go with either both or neither. And you might get double points. Can I just say, since we're doing films, Shannon, if you want to say that I'm feeling lucky, you have to say it like Clint Eastwood. I'm feeling lucky. All right, noted. Really noted. <laughs> so, Phil, you have a skipping stone, so I prepared an extra one. I actually prepared an extra extra one as well, Ooh. just in case there's a movie that neither of you have seen okay. or, or something like that, maybe. Well, I, but I, I just, I got carried away. First question. Freaky Friday 2003. Oh, thank God. Stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Frankie Moon is. All right, we will go to Shannon first. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, okay. Phil? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Frankie Muniz was probably a big fat liar around that time. That's correct. That's correct. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, plays one of the lead roles in that movie. God bless her. Frankie Muniz is not in that movie. Not at all. But just to remind you guys, you could have said, I'm feeling lucky and you gone with both, both, and it might have been mm -hmm. both, right? Right. Okay, so a point each. What? Question two, Friday the 13th, 1980, stars oh, God Christopher damn. Lee, Kevin Bacon. Oh, Phil, we're going to you first this time, and you can it. skip if you want to. Christopher Lee. Can I ask who Christopher Lee is, or no, I guess I can't. Christopher um, Lee is, well, I can tell you who he is. You're not allowed to look him up, though. Oh, Christopher yeah, okay. Lee is, is Count Dooku. He played Dracula. Oh, yeah. He played, uh, God, he played Saruman. He has like the most acting credits ever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's insane. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, man, I know Kevin Bacon was in something and I don't think he was in, I know he wasn't in Nightmare, so I bet he is in the first uh, Friday the 13th. But since I know Shannon knows this and I don't, I'm going to skip this. I will officially use my skipping stone on this. Okay, what would you have said? I would have said Kevin Bacon. I would not have said Christopher Reeves. Christopher Lee. Christopher Reeves was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in it either, David. Well, it's true, but Shannon, what would you have said? Uh, neither. I'm really blanking on if Kevin was in it. I don't think Christopher Lee was in it. So you would have said, I'm feeling lucky and gone with neither. Yes. All right. And Phil, you said? Kevin Bacon is. Just him. Well, Phil, you, you would have been right. Ah! And, <laughs> and Christopher Lee was not in the film, although he Damn is it. a very, very well-renowned horror actor most famously dracula, dracula i believe dracula. So, mm -hmm. dracula so the next question 13 going on 30 2004 <laughs> okay. stars gabriel iglesias andy circus it's still on me and we're going uh, to yeah you first phil <laughs> i'm feeling lucky neither okay ah uh, more about one and then I'm feeling lucky as well with neither. I feel like they're background characters and it's going to throw me off. You both I know. said I'm you're about feeling lucky and you're both most unlucky. Andy Serkis is in the film. What? Gabriel Iglesias is not. Oh. Jim Gaffigan, though, is. That's a fun fact. Yeah, right. so there you go. You're both wrong. You both still have one point. Moving on to our third official question. Oceans 13, 2007, stars. I have seen it. I haven't. Don yes! Cheadle. Yes! 
Don Cheadle, Casey Affleck. Shannon, we're going to you first. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm feeling lucky with neither again. I've never seen this movie. Phil. I'm feeling lucky as well. Both. Phil, you are correct. Both both is correct. Yes. Both of those actors are in this film. Phil, you now take a big lead. Uh, It is three to one. We have two questions left. Uh, Shannon, you still have a good chance. Question four, official four. Friday Night Lights, 2004. Oh, geez. Have have you both seen this or have neither of you seen this? I've... I've seen it. It was so long ago, but I have seen it. I haven't seen it. seen it since I was like a kid. Yeah. I have seen it. So we both have seen it. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, stars Amber Heard. Oh, wow. Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is about the time that she would have been prominent. I'm guessing I'm going first since I'm in the lead, David? Uh, yes. I. I so, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit complicated, but yes. Yeah, yeah, because of possible points here. I will go I will go uh yes to Billy Bob Thornton, BBT. Okay. I'm gonna go with neither again. I might as well just keep it going with that. So eventually you're feeling I'll be lucky. Right. She's feeling lucky, neither. And the correct answer is actually both. So Phil, you will get a point for Billy Bob Thornton, Woo! which means it's now four to one. Moving on to our final question. I do have mm. an extra one. We'll play for fun, maybe. Yeah. Apollo 13, mm. 1995, stars Kevin Costner, Michael Douglas. Phil, we're okay. going to you first. Going to me first. I'm feeling lucky. Neither. Shannon? I'm going to say Michael Douglas. I haven't seen this one in so long either. Phil storms ahead. Woo, baby. Oh, correct. <laughs> neither... Now, if you'd have brought Kevin Bacon back for this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a Kevin, but it wasn't Kevin Costner. Yes. And no Kevin Spacey either. Okay, well, that's it. That's a score of what? Uh, Six six to to one. one. (laughs) Six to one. Impressive work, Phil. Thank you. Thank you very much. just for respect, (laughs) 13 hours. This is about the heroes at Benghazi. Came out in 2016. Stars, John Krasinski, David Denman. I did not see this. I did not see that one. Well, good thing it was the last one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not see this, but I think Any... it's John Krasinski. I was going to say, I would go John Krasinski. Both would have gotten a point, but the, oh. the truth it's is both. that you should have felt lucky it's both. Oh, okay. David Denman is the, it plays Roy in The Office. So they're both office actors. Ah, hmm. ah, ah, All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and it's uh, a, a resounding victory for you, Phil. Yeah, baby. All right. And let's go to my version of this game. I have a slightly different interpretation, but it, it's the same idea. So I really went on the Friday the 13th theme. And thus, all of my questions and scenarios have to do with on-screen deaths or vanishing. You'll, you'll see how it goes here. So let's go with the first one. In the movie Friday the 13th, did the following people die in the film on screen or not? So they must have died on screen in order to have a yes, a no, feeling lucky yes, feeling lucky no. Here we go. The characters are Annie Phillips and Marcy Stanler. How am I supposed to know any of this? 
Well, you don't know this one. That's a hard. That's a hard interpretation. To be fair, these are. I would. I would qualify them as secondary characters from what I could see, David. So it will be hard even for the person who has seen them. All these will be difficult. Great. And I have ones geared towards Shannon, and I have ones geared towards you. Okay. Okay. So Shannon, we will start with you as we did in my in uh, in our game. Annie Phillips and Marcy Stanler. I'm gonna go with they didn't die on screen. So you're feeling lucky. Neither. Mm-hmm. Okay, David. I'm gonna say Annie Phillips died on screen. Annie Phillips, you sniffed it, and you did get a point. But two points were available there. Both did indeed die on screen. Annie Phillips was knifed to death, and Marcy uh, was had an axe to the face. So very unfortunate. Yep. Very unfortunate. Worst that is unfortunate. I would I would classify that's that. That's not as a good day, David. That's not not that is a very classically bad Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, yeah, it really I, ruined my day. Yeah, don't think she's going to enjoy the next one. Uh, leading a point one to zero is David, and we'll go to him first on this next one in Avengers: Infinity Wars. Spoiler alert: the blip slash the snap occurs, an event where half the galaxy gets wiped out due to Thanos's victory over the Avengers, and in doing so. Half of Marvel's roster disappears. Which of these characters gets snapped away? Again, keep in mind, guys, this was for Infinity Wars. We've got David Vision or or and Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier. Which of them was snapped away or Yeah, which which of them got snapped away or slash the blip? I'm feeling lucky. Okay. Both. He's feeling lucky, and he says both. We go to Shannon. Just Bucky. And Shannon gets the point that is available. Vision, if you remember, oh, was yeah, killed sorry, by Vision. Oh, my God. Slash I'm Wanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was thinking they both died in that movie. Wanda I was, got blipped. How does I that was, Chargers was, San Francisco 49ers question there feel, David? How does that <laughs> feel? Up. Are we getting a little frisky? Oh! Okay, Shannon, you don't know this, but he made a clever little game last week, and it was just the most... The, the, two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, excuse me. It was just... I, I don't forget. I don't forget. All right, next one. Shannon, we'll go to you first after having tied it up as you did. Shannon is currently watching Game of Thrones, so we're going to play a dangerous oh, game within a game. <laughs> I asked Shannon earlier what episode she is on within the series, and she said That's season you four, asked. episode nine. So this on-screen oh, death... episode. Will, Yes, yes. So this on-screen death will pertain to characters up to, but not surpassing, the very memorable episode, The Viper and the Mountain, which is uh, episode eight very of season memorable. four. Yes, as well. So David, having seen it all- Traumatizing. You may have the more complicated task of remembering whether a character is alive or not to this point, while Shannon, I know, is bad at remembering names. So should be equally hard. <laughs> I'm binging. Right. I started like two weeks ago. All right, here we go. Well, then you should should all be fresh. Then should all be fresh. First, first uh, character, Maester Aemon, and character number two, Lord Janos Slint. So here we go, Shannon. Oh my gosh! Um, Either of them dead, both of them dead, both of them alive. Uh, I'm gonna go with both. Do you or... even remember who these are? People, who these people are? No, I don't. I, I suck <laughs> at names. I'm gonna go with both are dead, though. Both are dead. Lucky. She's feeling lucky. Both are dead. David, do you remember who these people are? I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. You're, this is like, I, I am a very much an expert on, okay. on like the history and lore of Game of Thrones. Okay. So, so he knows, but now the I'm second task of- I'm a total nerd. At, at this point- Now, now so Janos Slint is definitely alive at this point because it's after that point that John Snow- This is spoiler don't, alert. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil. 
Okay. So he's definitely How am alive. I to, okay, says. so I'm not going to explain anything then. All right. Maester Which is Aemon. fine. Maester Eamon. We finished that. I'm going to say they're they're both alive. So are you going to go, you're feeling, feeling lucky. lucky. They're both alive. And with the double duty points, he does get them both. Uh, Ma- Maester Eamon, Shannon, is the blind guy don't who's always her. looking don't tell, oh. don't tell her. No, they're both no, alive. Now she who's going to die. No, it, they're both alive to this point to where she is. That doesn't mean that they both die. That doesn't mean that they both are alive at later dates. I hope he doesn't die. I like him. There you go. All right. Oh, no. He's a really old man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he dies of excessive I'm diarrhea. I'm very upset today. <laughs> there we go. So, charging ahead at three points to one, David takes the lead. We go to number four, and David, you'll you'll take this first uh, since we go. So, you'll go back to back leading here. David has told me, slash us, at this point, that Silent Hill would house the slasher that he feared the most. Let's look at those cast of characters and see if we can find out who lived and who died. <laughs> oh, no. You think I remember? I've seen this movie once like a million years ago. <laughs> let's reach back into those memory banks. Uh, great. Let's first character, Sybil Bennett. Sybil Bennett. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Sybil. Sybil, yes. Keeping it Sybil. And uh, cast number cast member number two, Officer Thomas Gucci, or as uh, or as Jared Leto would say, Gucci. David, we'll go to you first. Which of these are dead? If either, Sybil's definitely dead. Okay. What about Officer Thomas Gucci? No, no, that's, I'm saying Sybil's dead. Oh, just oh, the one. I've okay, got no got idea it. who either got of it. these people are. So okay, so Sybil is dead. I'm gonna go with both. Shannon feeling is feeling like lucky with both. with both, and she falls yet another point behind as David takes that point. Exactly. Uh, Sybil Bennett died burned at the stake by Christabella. So there we go. Yes, right. At this point, Shannon, you cannot win, but we will play our last one for points and prosperity. With the new Jurassic World coming out to possibly, potentially... Probably not. And the age of the cinematic dinosaurs. I thought for our final exercise, we could go back to the second film of the franchise, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and see how well you both remember that one, as there are a lot of deaths in that one. Mm-hmm. First one, Dr. Robert Burke. Dr. Robert Burke. Uh, second character would be Eddie Carr. Eddie Carr. David, we'll go to you first. Goodness gracious. If I could only see their faces, yes. I might know who these people are. Oh, no. Okay, who dies? <laughs> I think Eddie dies. I'm just imagining, and I have no idea if this is true. I, I'm imagining Eddie is the guy who gets torn apart by the two T-Rexes. Mm. But I don't know if that's the case. Could be any other character. I just <laughs> wouldn't remember. So you're gonna so you're just sticking yeah. with Eddie. Eddie, right. yeah. And Shannon. No, I'm feeling lucky and I'll go with both. There's so much <laughs> death in that movie. <laughs> there is so much death and there is so much right in Shannon's answer. She is correct. Both died. Dr. Robert Burke was the guy who was eaten by the Tyrannosaurus doe while distracted by a snake slithering into his shirt under the waterfall. 
Mm-hmm. Remember that oh, one? Yeah. And then Eddie Carr was the guy who was eaten out of his car. Yes, was died by the two T Rexes snapping yes, him in half. So I was right. Excellent, hey. <laughs> excellent memory. Excellent yeah, memory. Okay, there, so I David. do get one point there. Right? You do get one point. Shannon gets two to end the game at a three to five victory in favor of David. Congratulations. Very I nice. I hate you. Would you guys like to play the tiebreaker <laughs> just for fun? Just for fun. Sure. Just for Why fun. Not? We'll go to Shannon first as she would have had to have created the tiebreaker. How many people died slash snapped in this quiz, not including vision? Shannon, we'll go with you first. What? How many people died slash snapped in this quiz, not including vision? Mm. Oh, no. Um, Six. Six. She says, David. The pain and seven. distortion on his face is is <laughs> seven. Twice his right clear. Knee. Yeah, yes, uh, it was actually right on the nose. Six by Shannon. Way to go, what? Shannon. Yeah, it was actually six. We have uh, yeah. who do we have? We have Annie Phillips, Macy Macy Stanler, Winter Soldier, Sybil Bennett, and of course the good Doctor Robert Burke and Eddie Card, making a total of six. Well, all in all. Thank you, Shannon. You have come on and you uh, you gave us both a victory, but you gave it your best shot. We thank you for your time and ability to come on the show. Anything you want to plug while you're on here and a happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, sure. Follow oh, me on TikTok. Birthday. Shannon Nanner one. Also, Philip Amrine has a TikTok. Go follow him. <gasps> you have TikTok now? <laughs> he made it for my birthday after bugging nah. him for like a year about it. That's that's why I have it. And that's why wow. I said happy belated birthday. Right? And one and one how, how is it? It's it's an it's an existence. Hoffman. I will say, I will say, the one thing I found about it is that it is actually a nice resource in certain elements. I just found a uh, a video that actually was very informative about suits and how you can have a suit combination that five items make into 75 different suit combinations. So for nothing else, it's informative. But thank you, Shannon. Appreciate your time. And uh, we'll definitely see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Shannon. And with both of our victories over Shannon, I now take my record up to a sterling seven and six, while David inches closer to mediocrity of six and seven. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. That slaps. It's, of course, the part of the show where we bring you the best, the newest, and the funkiest things we've seen this week. That's new. That's funky fresh. David, what Well, it doesn't have to be new or funky fresh. It could be old and just groovy. Absolutely. And mine is fairly old. How old? I couldn't tell you. Let Let me check. It is called... It is a film. It is called How Do You Know? How do you know? It is a rom-com starring Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, one of my favorite, favorite actors. Absolutely. And, you know, it was just on Netflix. And so I, you know, we're watching it. And it was a fun rom-com. Like, just a good rom-com. There's so many crap, like, hastily made, turned out, cookie-cutter, Christmassy rom-coms that are just all the same. And it's, like, so stale. And this one was was a good quality rom-com. As a rom-com goes, it slaps. I wish I had found this song last week, uh, and you'll you'll find out why here soon, David. The song is called Move by the Mamas. It's, yeah, I know. It's a very good song, and I happened to find it walking around this week. 
And I did the old sound hound thing. I just stood up in the middle of a restaurant on top of a chair, putting my phone towards the speaker like a crazy person. And I made sure to find it and add it because I am a song hunter. Moved by the mamas. It slaps. Before we get out of here, we just have a couple thank yous to give out and dish out before uh, moving along here, David. Yeah, thank you to Cass and Crossland and Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on the show. We love you guys. Thank you to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans for their wonderful contribution to the show. Would not be possible without you guys. And thank you to you, the listener. We always appreciate your listenership, your subscribership, your everything ship, because we ship you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. Of course, if you haven't already listened to the entire catalog that we have back there behind us in the dust, make sure you go back and pick us up and listen. It's all pretty much timeless stuff that does age rather well. And of course, it's all entertaining. But regardless, no matter what, thank you for listening. Except... (laughs) It's totally okay, man. You don't have to say it every time. I want to say it! Screw you, Pandora! A rabbit's foot for good luck and for bad luck. This big, giant bear's foot. Bear's foot.